Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, wealth, and energy to inspire and empower you to make the impact you're here for while loving your life. I am your host, Rachel White, coach, speaker, published author, and the creator of the Spirited Leaders brand, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful souls and spiritual leaders. I am so, so truly grateful that you are here listening. I'm so grateful that I get to share amazing conversations and episodes with you every single week. And I would always love for you to reach out to me whenever you've listened to an episode. You can literally send me a personal DM every single week, every single time you listen to an episode. I would always love to hear it. I would always love to hear your insights and I would always love to know how much you resonate or love the episodes, the interviews or my solo episodes that you're listening to. So reach out at by Rachel White whenever you want. Honestly, I would always love to hear from you. So I've been a little bit quiet lately on the solo episodes. I did, I have so many amazing interviews coming out. There's been so many really good ones that have come out recently. There's so many amazing ones to come. Honestly, they're, they're so good, but I really wanted to do a solo episode this week. And the reason I've been a little bit quiet on my solo episodes is because I've been in kind of this creative bubble. I've been creating some new programs. Um, I've been doing a lot of writing and the biggest creative project that is coming to fruition is the Spirited Leaders magazine. And this magazine has honestly been so amazing to create. I'm in the middle of the virtual launch tour we're doing for the publishing of the very first issue. So that's been really exciting. And I've been having so many conversations through this virtual tour about how this magazine came to be from idea to execution to getting it in the hands of everyone that's subscribing and around forming the team around its intention and its vision and my future visions for it. And I've been like so hyped up and excited that I wanted to share some of those insights and some extra little things as well inside here. So one of the biggest things that I've been asked is how did I come up with the idea or why did I want to create a magazine? And really this whole process has been one that's really been led by my spirit team, by my own intuition. And it didn't really make logical sense like to have a magazine as the structure, as the container, but what's within the container has always been, or like, since I've got really clear on my business focus, has always been like what I really wanted my focus to be in terms of leadership, spirituality, activating people to feel like the leaders they are and to feel inspired to go out and be that leader and to make the impact that they're here for. So I I have that energy and I have that intention around pretty much all of my creations now from this podcast to my free Facebook group, to my high level paid coaching, to the new books that I'm writing, to my programs, everything else. It's all with the intention to really activate people and to create space where you can fully embrace your full self 
and be the leader that gets to make the impact and live the life that you want to live. And having a magazine as this new container to put this creative energy of mine and the other collaborators into, it was just that one day I woke up and the message was, you need to start an online magazine. And there was a little bit of resistance to that. And I recommend you go into my spiritual leaders group and watch the first virtual tour stuff I did. If you want to hear a little bit more in depth about kind of the resistance and the doubts I was having and how I really moved through that. But I got to a place where I was like, okay, this is happening. So how can I make it an amazing experience? And I just started contemplating things, letting myself play with potential and just asking myself questions like, wouldn't it be amazing if, and just coming up with things that I thought would be so cool, like having it come alive on the screen, having videos, having downloads, having all the things that this magazine is going to have inside. I played from that and then I let that playful energy manifest into the material form that the first issue is in now. But something that I want to dive a little deep in here, which I haven't actually talked about in any of the tour stops, or I kind of alluded to it a tiny bit in one of my recent Instagram posts, and I might write a more detailed post later, but I thought this podcast would be the best place to explore. So last week, after a virtual tool stop, it was actually in the Abundance Bee group with Viola Hug, she asked me, what role did my spirit team have in this magazine? And I, like I told her about like the, the guidance at the start and how along the way, it was just a lot of, um, they weren't necessarily my spirit team weren't necessarily telling me like, do this, do this, do this. They were basically just reaffirming that like you have confidence in yourself as a leader because you know exactly how you want this to look and trust that that is going to be the best way for it. So it was just a lot of affirming that trust yourself, trust yourself. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do what I want and I know it'll, it'll end up all good. So after that, I had like an hour gap before the next virtual tool stop. So I decided to do a little meditation to check in with my spirit team. I went in this really beautiful meditation and just kind of grounded in my energy, connected upwards. And the, the message that was really coming through from my spirit team was, it's all led here. It's all led here. You're a powerful leader and it's all led here. And then it was like, okay, that's the message now. And then it, and then they were like, okay, go outside, ground, eat an orange, and you'll be ready for this next virtual tour stop because I had a few more throughout the afternoon. And I was feeling a little tired at that point in the day, having so many different conversations. So that was just, it was like short and sweet to the point, like everything's led here. It's all led here you're a powerful leader. Okay, now go do your thing. So I did, I went and had an orange outside and then I came back and had the rest of the tour stops. But I was really reflecting on all the things that I've been working on in the last two years in particular, but even before that, and all the things that had to happen that felt a little disappointing or felt like it was just kind of like a failure in comparison to my initial vision. 
at the time back then and how all of those kind of like quote unquote failures were actually really important elements to bring this magazine to life in the way that it is right now. And I want to talk about like three different components. And the first one that came to my mind was Emma Barr. So Emma is the other main writer and contributor, creator. She's also doing the proofreading and she's also had like so many behind the scene meetings with me for this Spiritual Leaders magazine. And she was actually the first person that came to my mind straight away when I asked the question, what would make this magazine something I would love to create and be involved in? She came to mind that, like I knew that it wasn't gonna be a solo project. I knew that I would want a lot of con contributions and cl collaboration. And she came to mind straight away. I knew I wanted her to do some writing inside the magazine. Um, so I reached out to her and she was on board straight away and so excited and I was like okay like that was my first sign of confirmation I was like yes okay she was the first person I thought of she said yes like so good and then after I talked to her a little more she told me about how she actually like had some passion in journalism and, and actually loved writing and stuff and I was like okay this is fitting even more perfectly and she's honestly like, I feel like the magazine would not look the way it does now if Emma had not been involved. And I'm so, so grateful for her energy that's come into it. And if you've subscribed, I'll put the link on how to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, you'll see so many amazing contributions from her. And she's the only regular writer. So it's me and her regular writers. And then we have some guests, but it'll be mine and Emma's writing that will be the consistent energy in every issue. So my relationship with Emma, I want to talk about that a little in terms of how it led to me having the connection with her to want her to be a part of this from the very beginning. So I met Emma about, I think it was about 18 months ago. She came to one of my events. I ran an event on chakras and that event, like there was a fair few, I think there was like about 15 people there. So I didn't really get a full chance to have like a full in-depth conversation with everyone. I do remember that she was there, but I don't think we um, talked that much through, throughout the event, like one-on-one. -on -one. And then after the event, one of my other friends who was at the event said, oh, like I didn't know that you knew Emma. Um, she's like on Instagram, she's the soulful health coach. And I was like, oh, like, I actually didn't know that. That's like the first time I've ever met her. Like, I don't really know much about her. So then they were like telling me that they follow her Instagram. So I started following her Instagram. And then like a month or two later, I was looking for someone to do an interview with, um, about something for one of my programs. And one of my friends recommended her and was like, oh, you should talk to Emma. She's like a nurse, but she is also like a health coach on the side. So I had this conversation with her and then she actually enrolled in one of my programs. So we started to like become friends and have conversations, but we were still, I, I would say like we were definitely friends, but we weren't very close like at that point in time. And that was like about a year ago now. And then we kind of like became online friends almost like over the last year ish and like I was like following her along online and like cheering her on and everything and then earlier this year I ran a women's circle which Emma attended 
And before the women's circle, I had been thinking about this event that I wanted to run in Mildura. And she kind of like kept coming at the back of my mind, like, oh, like maybe Emma could be another speaker at this event. But I, I hadn't seen a lot of Emma's work at that stage. So I was like, I keep intuitively thinking of her. So I'll just have a conversation with her and see what she thinks. And after the women's circle, we ended up going for a walk and having this conversation about it. And she was like kind of at a transition period of almost going to be leaving her nursing career and stepping into her coaching work full time. Or I think she was at the point where she was about to she was she was committed to transitioning. I can't remember how far away she was to actually leaving the job. Um, but we had a conversation about it and I was like, yes, yes, let's run this event together. And then we had like meetings, we planned the event, we were like super excited about everything that it was going to involve and and all the things. And then that this is like right at the beginning of the COVID lockdowns. So our event essentially like had to get cancelled because it was the first um, like isolation, physical distancing phase. So we, we couldn't hold the event. So we moved it online and we had one paying person attend that online event. And the vision was like to have 50 in person. And we had one paying person and so that event in and of itself kind of seemed like this failure, like, uh, like I didn't really see it as a failure. I was happy to run it for the one person that paid, but it definitely didn't turn out how we envisioned it when we did that, when we decided to collaborate on an event. So, but the, the thing is that if we didn't collaborate on that online event that only had one paying person and I didn't get to kind of experience Emma's teachings at that level from hearing her speak um, in that event and then in the planning and lead up to it, I honestly think that was such an important moment for me to really connect with Emma's teaching and to really see the magic in her coaching and to really want her to be a main collaborator and contributor and writer within this magazine. So that was such an important moment and it really led to the magic that we've created together in the magazine. So that's like one little example that, you know, all of that together led to Emma being part of the magazine and the amazingness we're creating together inside it now. Another thing is my writing and my design skills. I did the entire visual layout for this first issue of the magazine and my kind of like, I, I, I've never like studied graphic design. I've never really like identified as a good visual creator. But I do use, like I use Canva, I have a lot of different images in there, I've started to use like Photoshop and things like that. And I always, um, I've done a lot of pretty much 99.9% of my own graphics for my like social media banners, all my programs, like I do the graphics for um, and all of that. And throughout like the last four years it was actually funny because a facebook memory came up today four years ago but this time four years ago 2016 i launched an ebook that i made called sparkling souls and i was selling it with as a fundraiser for 100 percent of profits to go towards ending human trafficking um, this organization that i was fundraising for 
at the time. And what it was, was a collection of writing from different um, people that I knew about um, becoming a, a sparkling soul. And it was kind of like, now that I'm thinking about it, it was kind of like a magazine. But like there were different articles from people. It definitely didn't have a lot of like visual elements. It was more just like a border and like writing inside um, with like a cover. And the cover actually looks nice. Like I, it would definitely look a lot better if I designed it now, but it, it was basic and it was nice. And only four issues of that ebook got sold and three of them that got sold was actually to one person who wanted them printed out. Um, he was like an older man. So he wanted them printed out to give a physical gift to like, I think his daughter, um, some women in his life. And um, so like the printing cost was like above the sale price. So there were four total issues sold and I've made many ebooks, many online programs, many things where I've done like full graphic ebooks, like full like visual components. Like I've spent a lot of time like in Canva and Photoshop, like designing things and doing things like that, that either resulted in no sales, very minimal sales, or that I just like stopped and completely redid it. And there's also been things that I've done that have been like really successful as well. But all of that really led to my ability to create things visually. And like, I have to say the visual layout for this first issue of the magazine, like I'm, I'm so happy with it. I think it looks so amazing. I'm sure I might reflect back in a few years and think, oh my God, my design skills are even better now. And you know, back then when I did that very first ebook, I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I think it's so important to let ourselves be really happy with where we're at right now. Um, but everything that I've done that like a lot of it didn't really work out but all of it really honed my design skills to be able to do the layout of this full magazine and then there's my writing skills there's so many blog posts I wrote that nobody read or that very minimal people read there's like I've done so much writing so much writing throughout you know like my academic academic things and also like my blogs, my eBooks, like written stuff for my programs. You know, I've also written and published two books, which, you know, were really amazing stories within themselves. But all that writing really led to me being able to produce really amazing content inside of this magazine, like in terms of my writing skills. And then there's so many videos and, and audios and, and things like that inside the magazine. And I've made so many like video, I've had, I learned like video editing and, and all of that for programs I ran with like either no one signed up or maybe one or two people signed up, but all of those skills really went into making this magazine. And then like the final thing that I want to talk about is my previous professional work as an accountant, like a really big part of that, especially in my last few years when I was at a more senior level, like I had big projects with so many different components that I had to like make a plan 
um, like do all these different things and then bring it all together really cleanly and neatly at the end. And that has really translated as a skill for this magazine because there are so many different components. There are so many different components within each article. Like there's, like there's the written component, there's the visual layout, and then for most of them there's either something you can download or a video or an audio and then there's all these different components in that and then there's all the back end like tracking the subscribers, making the website, um, then there's the social media and then there's the advertisers and then like there's so many different components and I feel like if I hadn't had my previous professional life and you know had the capacity to handle big projects with a lot of different moving pieces then I don't know if I would have the the capacity to hold space for this magazine to come together the way it has. So really reflecting back there's so many things that seem like they didn't really go well at the time and I've never been someone to really like pity in failure. I've always been able to kind of get excited about the next thing but when I reflect back I think there's so many things I look back at and think yes like that led me exactly to where I need to be here and I have that deep trust in my life that everything I experience is always leading me exactly to where I where I need to be and where I want to be and I can always refocus my direction as well and you know everything I've created as well especially in the last year has really helped me really ground in my message which I feel so confident and so alive and animated in now that it has really helped me really have a clear vision of what I wanted the focus of this magazine to be on and you know one other thing that's kind of just really coming to my mind now is that like in terms of my my programs and my coaching and like my desire for the impact that I want to make and also the wealth that I want to create for myself if I had had kind of like elevated levels of that in the past year um then maybe I wouldn't have created this magazine because maybe I wouldn't have had the capacity beyond if I had attracted like the level of clients and everything that I wanted and that's something that you know time will tell how much this magazine will translate into you know like wealth and the impact that I wanted to make in the world but I feel like that's a really important aspect as well and like I'm just so excited by this and one of the things that I think is really important is there's this quote that's like um what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail I know that's said a lot I, I don't know if that is attributed to a certain person but it's like what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail but I like to think what do, what do I believe is really important for me to do and create regardless of the outcome so regardless if it is seen as an external failure I think this magazine is an amazing thing and I know it's going to have such an amazing impact on the people that do read it regardless of how many that is and there's already an amazing number of subscribers and I'm so excited to see that grow and to celebrate every new milestone of new subscribers but I'm also so excited to see the impact that ripples from this. I made this list the other day and I was like 
Wouldn't it be amazing if someone reads this magazine and is exposed to movement through yin yoga for the first time? They watch the yin yoga video and they feel such a deeper connection to their body from that. Or wouldn't it be amazing if someone watches the style video and feels confidence in the new way they dress for the first time and that allows them to manifest whatever it is they want? Or wouldn't it be amazing if someone reads the soul business article I wrote and decides to just start their business and let their first draft be seen? Wouldn't it be amazing if someone is inspired and activated in leadership of their family and transforms an issue that's been that they've been struggling with for ages and they it just helps their entire life elevate? Wouldn't it be amazing if someone reads the chakra and leadership article and really connects to their energy centers? And then that helps them speak their truth and oh my god, like there's so many ripples that I envision and then there's so many ripples after those ripples. So if you get a copy of the magazine, I would really, really love to hear how it's impacted you in any way or how you've felt inspired or activated by it. Like honestly, I would love to hear from you anytime. So that's all I really have to say for this episode that like I think the message if you want to take something from my journey that relates to you is just trusting, choosing to trust, choosing to look through the lens of everything is happening for you and to support you in your growth and journey. And even if you can't see it now, even if you you don't know exactly where it's leading to, really trust that and trust that if things don't work out in the moment that there's something really amazing happening in the future but you don't need to you know you don't need to think that it's only for the future you can experience gratitude and appreciation for everything now and know that everything you do is elevating your capacity in some way so you're benefiting from it now even if it's not in the way your, your logical mind intended it to so have fun with whatever you're doing and if you have an idea to create something let yourself be playful with it and ask how would this need to look for me to be excited about leading it and really see where that leads for you so have an amazing day you beautiful spirited leader like i've said multiple times in this episode please reach out to me if you want to say anything at all i would really love to hear from you and i hope that you get your copy of the spirited leaders magazine i'm going to put the link in the show notes but it is spiritualleadersmagazine.com forward slash purchase and we have all these like giveaways and bonuses and everything. So if you're listening before the 1st of October 2020, definitely check out our Instagram page um, and see all the bonuses and all of that. And if you're listening in the future, I'm I'm so excited that like maybe the magazine has transformed into this even bigger amazing thing and you're listening to the journey back in the beginning. That would be really cool as well. So have an amazing day. I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.